Hello, everyone. Welcome to another new episode here on the Focus Point Podcast. I'm glad you decided to give this a listen. I hope it encourages you, blesses you, lifts you up in any way. Please share this along with your family and your friends, and maybe it can encourage them and bless them. You can also find out more information over at the pointoffocus.com. And there on that website, we have a bunch of different things for you to check out, podcast episodes, blog posts, videos, and just some more general information. Once again, that's the pointoffocus.com. Well, we are in the final episode of our How to Fight Your Battle series. I've been really excited and just diving into this series. Just It's just so... Um, exciting to be able to share these things that God has been sharing with me. But when I was thinking about a way to close this series, I could not think of a better song to end it with. We will be looking at the song Sea of Victory by Elevation Worship. The song came out in 2019 and served as a reminder to me about the victory I had seen in an area of my life. I want to share that story with you in this episode. I want to share that story with you. About two years before this song came out, so 2017, I found myself in a situation that I didn't expect. As it normally is with battles, they tend to come out of nowhere. And at the end of 2017, I found myself at the end of a marriage. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to think. I surely didn't see victory. But sometimes you don't always see the victory right away. All I saw were the battles. All I saw was the battle of loneliness, the battle of disappointment, the battle of heartbreak, the battle of change, the battle of moving on, the battle of wondering what was next. There there were many battles, more than I probably even listed there, and maybe you know what I mean, and maybe you know what I felt during that time. Maybe a battle of loneliness, or a battle of heartbreak, or a battle of finances, or some type of battle is in your Uh, vision right now and all you can see is that battle but as time went on with the help of music I was able to move forward and put that all in the past I was able to focus on it differently and look at it differently and then in the summer of 2019 I found myself engaged to a wonderful woman then a month later I heard this song for the first time. I heard Sea of Victory for the first time. It came out in August of 2019. And the words to the song are in the description of this episode, but it's also here, and I wanted to share some of them with you. It says, the weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. Where the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. And I'm not backing down from any giant because I know how the story ends. And then it says, I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to the Lord. And you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. So that's kind of like an amended compacted version of the lyrics. As I said, I'll put the, the lyrics that I just read in the description. You can find the song on Spotify to kind of hear the song in full. But the words above are why I decided to end this series with this song. Every battle belongs to the Lord. As we've said throughout this series, the Lord fights battles for us. The Lord has power and authority. The Lord is victorious. The Lord does not know how to fail. The Lord always has a plan 
But as I said, sometimes we don't see the victory right away. Let's look at a story in the Bible from someone that didn't see victory right away either. Let's look at the story of Joseph. And I'm kind of going to nutshell his story a little bit. And we'll just kind of walk through this in a little, uh, just walk through this a little bit. Joseph was one of 12 kids. Joseph also had dreams that made his brothers dislike him. Joseph's brothers also disliked him because he was Jacob's favorite. Jacob would give him gifts and treat him differently. One of the gifts that Jacob gave his son Joseph was a beautiful robe, sometimes just referenced as a coat of many colors. And this story, I should have said this before I started, but this story can be found in Genesis 37 through 50. Joseph's entire story is there. So one day, Joseph, sorry, one day Jacob sent Joseph to go check on his brothers and see how everything was going. They were out tending sheep. The brothers knew it was him coming because of the robe he was wearing. So it's like he was, they thought he arrogantly, arrogantly wearing this robe that dad gave him. And look at him coming like he's this big shot, right? And the dreams also didn't help. But as he was approaching, they made plans to kill him. But his brother Reuben spoke up and suggested that he didn't kill him and just put him in a hole so it could look like an accident. And so that's what they did. They took his robe and they put him in a hole. But then it was decided that they were going to sell him instead of leaving him there to die. They sold him to passing traders that were going to Egypt. When Joseph was sold away, they smeared blood all over the robe and ran home. The brothers told Jacob that they found this robe and led him to believe that Joseph was eaten by a wild animal. Joseph finds himself in the house of Potiphar. Potiphar saw that Joseph was good and was pleased with him. So Potiphar made him his personal assistant. He kind of made him in charge, second in command of his whole household. Like he trusted Joseph that much. But Potiphar's wife accused Joseph of trying to fool around with her. And Potiphar had Joseph arrested and thrown in jail. Once again, though, the Lord was with Joseph, and he succeeded. Even in prison, he succeeded. He was made, once again, in a high position in the jail, and he started to interpret dreams for the prisoners. Remember that thing. One thing that got him in trouble, right? Like, oh, I thought I had this power, but my brothers didn't like it. So now people are asking him in jail to interpret these dreams. Two two of the people that he interpreted dreams for were the cupbearer and the baker. And I'm not going to get into what their dreams were. As I say, you can find that in uh, Genesis 37 through 50. And then after he interprets their dreams, Joseph asks for like a favor to be returned. He's like, hey, when you get out, you know, remember me. Remember me. Like send back for me. Remember that I helped you. And that's a whole nother thing for a whole nother time. But this is what the Bible says. Genesis 40, 23 says... Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph and never giving him another thought. I bet during this time, Joseph didn't feel very victorious. I bet he didn't even feel like God cared. I bet he even thought that God had forgotten him. It was in these moments that we can feel the same way. While we're waiting for a victory, while we're searching for a victory, while we're looking for a victory... We can get bummed out in the waiting. And I'm sure Joseph got bummed out. And it doesn't say so in the Bible. It doesn't like, and Joseph entered this great depression and all. It doesn't say that. But he's human. And when things don't go our way or when we feel like 
we've been kind of shortchanged or we feel like feel like think like we need a victory like why is this happening to me like Joseph like all I was doing was checking on my brothers they attacked me they sold me into slavery and now I'm here then I was in this guy's house and I was doing well for him and then his wife accused me of this and then I got thrown in jail and then I was doing good things in jail and now I'm just I'm forgotten about but God was there, but we can, like I said, during all of that, we can feel like God isn't there. God doesn't care. God is like, well, you just left me here. What big, God, big bad God he is, you know, and we can have this attitude and we can just, but Genesis 41, the very next chapter, if we don't turn the page or if we don't look at the next column or if we don't look at the next paragraph, Genesis 41 verse one says this. When two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. And we can see that. And I remember when that kind of first jumped out of this story at me. Right? When two full years, Pharaoh had a dream. Joseph's wheelhouse. God didn't give him the ability to interpret dreams to make people mad. He gave the ability to interpret dreams to help people. God had a plan for Joseph all along. When Pharaoh had a dream, he wanted somebody to interpret it. The cupbearer then remembered Joseph. Joseph came before Pharaoh and was able to tell him what the dream meant. And Pharaoh was so thankful and impressed that he made Joseph second in command. Only one with more power than Joseph was Pharaoh himself. This allowed Egypt to prepare for the coming famine and even help other nations, including Israel, which is very key to the story of the Israelites. It's very key to their their story, especially when the book of Exodus starts. It's, it's very clear that God was not only protecting Joseph, but that God put Joseph in Egypt to help Israel. So not only was God watching out for Joseph, he was watching out for an entire nation. And that's the first time that that's been revealed to me. So that's like a little bonus content there, I feel. But he was looking out for the entire nation because as you go in to read the book of Exodus... That's why they're in slavery in Egypt. As we've mentioned this in this series already, when Moses got them out, right? They were in slavery, but this is why they were in Egypt. Because of this famine that Joseph had prepared Egypt for. And so they were there. But Joseph had to wait two full years to see his victory. All the stuff he went through all led him to where God wanted him to be. God had a plan for Joseph and all the pieces of Joseph's story didn't make any sense at the time. And they didn't, but then they all became crystal clear and he was able to see what God was doing all along. You know, I didn't, like I said in my story, I had to wait two full years to see the victory that God had for me. The pieces didn't make sense to me, but when I look back at them all, I can see what God was doing all along. God was there looking out for me. God had someone there for me. God had things in place for me. And when this song dropped, when this song Sea of Victory dropped, and I, and I listened to it for the first time, it was almost like all of this stuff unpacked and unraveled. And I saw a victory. I saw the victory that God had given. I didn't see it in the moment. As I've said, Joseph didn't see it sitting in jail and neither did I, but God had a plan. 
God had the battle in his hands. God already had the battle won. Like the song says, I know how the story ends. Read the end of the book. God wins anyway. The battle belongs to him. He doesn't know how to fail. So, when I was going through the battle, I remember these words now. When I face another battle, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. The battle belongs to the Lord. These battles belong to the Lord. God has been victorious in the past and he will be again and again and again and again. I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to the Lord. That is what this whole this whole series has been about. We've looked at different battles. We looked at the battle of being still and letting God just do his work, right? We've looked at so many different battles. And it's encouraging to know that God has always been there. We've looked at the battle of who am I? We looked at the battle of God's goodness. And like I said, the battle of being still throughout the series. But we kicked off the series with the, the reminder that God surrounds us. God surrounds our battles. When we feel like we're surrounded, our battles don't surround us because something bigger surrounds them. And that's God. And now we're ending it with this, with this gentle reminder that all the battles that we're ever going to face are already won. God has won them. We just have to get through them and let God do what he's going to do so we can see our victory. But we miss our victory. Had Joseph become bummed out, no, I don't want to go talk to Pharaoh. I don't know. Or had Moses been like, I'm not walking these people through nothing anymore. I got them out, let them fend for themselves. Or if they would have attacked Moses or if they would have tried to fight the Egyptian army, right? They wouldn't have saw the victory that God had for them, which was putting a whole entire sea between them and Egypt. Joseph, I don't want to go to Pharaoh. He would have just sat and rotted in prison and he wouldn't have saw his victory of being second in command of Egypt, helping his family and his nation. God is always there for us. And if anything, this, this series has been good for me to kind of see the pieces and the parts that have been in there and how we started it with, like I said, God surrounds our battles, God fights our battles, to ending it with this reminder that God's will win, that God will prosper, God will never fail, that we're going to see a victory because the battle belongs to the Lord.